Hi there, your buddy the humble farmer here with an hour of old-fashioned music just for you. Thank you for listening. Many years ago, when people were still killing each other with a jawbone from an ass, governments were formed to eliminate anarchy. Even if one king at the top made all the rules, at least there was some semblance of order. With anarchy, people constantly fight among themselves. With government, people are organized so entire countries can constantly fight among themselves. Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. Now <laughs> you're talking to me. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music.
I guess. Who's that? Uh, Frank West here on the Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. I'm going to try and get through this. Ooh, I wanted to play Leopard Skin Pillbox Hat for John Leake, but I have gone through everything and I can't find it. I don't know what has happened. It must be here somewhere. Whenever I write a word in Facebook, and whenever I write a word Facebook hasn't seen before, in Facebook, it is underlined in red. So that might mean all my misspellings are underlined in red. If I write the word habitat, it's okay. If I write habitit, it's underlined in red. What I'm 
trying to say here, I guess, is that the spell checker in Facebook gives me tat for tit. for this letter I got from Carl, who writes, Dear Humble, started listening to you in 2002 on your Friday night radio show and listened to you until you went off the air on main public and occasionally saw you on TV, but that was very seldom, and until today I hadn't heard you in years and just now messing around with my smartphone... <laughs> found your latest website and think it's absolutely great and I'm looking forward to hearing your programs from now on. Glad to hear you're still on the radio. Imagine he needed his smartphone to tell him about this. Thank you. Carl and my wife Patty, listeners from way back. Take care. Now catch you later. Well, I have to thank Carl for that wonderful letter. I get so few letters from you. I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com because I love to hear from you. Just know you're there, you know. But 
2002 is not really way back, like Carl says. Been listening to you since way back in 2002. In 2002, I had already been making this radio program for 24 years.
Frank West here on The Humble Farmer, where, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you. Every week at this time right here on your favorite radio station. Thank you for listening. Have you ever seen a ghost? Have you ever seen a stone statue cry? Now, I've seen something that fits in the same category as ghosts and stone statues crying, and I'm going to tell you about it now. Now, this is this is not something I would say in a room crowded with strangers because people would look at me, they wouldn't believe me. It would immediately destroy my credibility. But I can tell you what I saw out on the highway yesterday because you, well, you've been listening to me for years and years and you know that however improbable my story, you know it's the absolute truth. Listen to this. Yesterday, right here, on the highway, right out in front of my house, I saw a Volvo station wagon with no ski or bicycle racks.
just got thinking, yesterday, while I was vacuuming upstairs, I sucked up a 1867 two-cent piece. <laughs> Probably been there for 150 years. Can you imagine living in a house where you can tear out a few boards in the floor and vacuum between the floors and find a 1867 two-cent piece? Because everybody said, what's it worth? I looked it up. What difference does it make what it's worth? It's, you know, what can you do with it? Suppose you sold it for $40. A tank of gas, would you? Here's this very curious, interesting thing. I think I'll frame it, put it on the wall. Look for it when you come in, see me. My Facebook friend Williams says, here's something from Facebook friend Williams. I, I do a lot of Facebook, listen a lot of hear a lot of interesting things. William says, I once knew a man who, in his youth, had thrown a live rattler into a group of religious snake jugglers. He said they defied gravity in their haste to exit the premises, thus demonstrating divine intervention.
Frank West here on The Humble Farmer, where, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for listening. I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. You don't need to discover me on your cell phone or whatever it is to send me a note. Love to hear from you. A week or so ago, I was a bit dizzy. I called my doctor for an appointment. And because this inner ear foolishness was nothing serious, I was told they could see me in a couple of days. Now, you know what happens when you have a doctor's appointment. Sometimes when you have a doctor's appointment, someone in there calls you the day before, you know, to make sure you don't forget it, just so they don't sit around picking their nose for an hour with nothing to do when, you, when you're not there. I just got a call from my doctor's secretary. Because I'm 81 years old, she was just checking in to see if I was still alive.
they say there's a statue of Joe Venuti in his hometown. I read about that somewhere. And can you believe this? I just I just got a Facebook friend request. Checked out, see who she was, and she <laughs> she didn't know this, but she's the great great granddaughter of one of my relations. Man, I used to see all the time. Lived down the road, just a little bit from here, my house. Man, I liked. Can you believe this? Here's the great great granddaughter of one of my old neighbors. A man I knew so well, and, well, she's not a little chick. She'll never see 50 again. I used to deliver this man's newspaper. I remember going down there on my bicycle. He, he smoked cigars. You know, when you're 81 years old, it's easier to know who people are if you know who their great-great-grandparents were. Because around here where I live, most anyone is very likely to be a distant relative. Wonderful dreams come true A newborn feeling had me reeling I said to myself, where am I? It's all so hazy, may sound crazy There wasn't a star in the sky Still I saw stars I heard a birdie sing So sweet, so sweet The moment I fell for you Farmer. 
The other day, a man well past 70 years of age told me that a woman told him that he was nice-looking, and he said, you know, if I'd told her she was nice-looking nowadays, it'd be cons constituted as sexual harassment. And I think he's right. You know, years from now, social historians will look back at 2016, 2017, and, and recognize that this is the period when the hugging and grabbing activity, activities of a couple of very famous men gave U.S. mores a complete overhaul. Now, because of this, I used to hug more women than I do now. Because my heart would fill with joy when I'd see them. I hadn't seen them for a long time. I was glad to see them. And I'd give them a big hug just, just like you'd hug a good old friend. But nowadays, even though my heart might burst with joy when I see some of my, some of my women and men friends, I don't dare hug them anymore. I suppose it's just as well because, well, you know, even though I might be very fond of them and very glad to see them, they, they might be just as glad to have me let it go at that.
Ted Weems. John Parker always had bad things to say about Ted Weems, but I like Ted Weems. The first time we met, do 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 do. My goodness, time to remind you again that you're listening to The Humble Farmer, for which I am grateful. With any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time, right here on your favorite sta- uh, station. I am thehumblefarmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. I got a copy of one of Terry Pratchett's books in German, and I had trouble reading it. Then I got a copy of the same book in English and understood why I couldn't read it in German. Barely understand it in English. And I got this German book. It was just one of those things that happened. I got it. I'd never heard of Terry Pratchett, but I saw this German book. I got it from a man from Switzerland who was selling it at a lawn sale. And he turned around and gave it to me when I asked him in my main German if he'd take a quarter for it. And you know... You know that Europeans are always amazed when an American can even say howdy in their language. You can, you can imagine how surprised and delighted a Lithuanian piano player was one night when I walked over to her in the Cambian Opera House and told her in Lithuanian that my father was a wolf. Now, why did I tell her that my father was a wolf? Well... There isn't much that I can say in Lithuanian, so I have to kind of make do with what I have. And as I said, Europeans were always amazed and delighted when an American can even say howdy in their language. Of course, I've told you this many times before, so you know it well. The most important thing to know in any language when you're in Europe is, uh, of course, my friend will pay. Thank you. 
Django. Time for a couple more here. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. At 81 years of age, I seem to be talking a lot about that. At 81 years of age, I no longer believe in time. There it is. And I've been thinking about this for a long time. What's past is prologue. Time is no more than an illusion. Time was invented by the leisure class when slavery was abolished and they had to start paying their workers by the hour. If there were such a thing as time, it would not be almost the end of April or almost the end of July or whatever time it happens to be. If there were such a thing as time, you would have had time to do the things you wanted or needed to do at the beginning of April. And because everything takes longer than you thought it would, if time existed, we would have 48-hour or 72-hour days so you could accomplish something. But I think you'll have to agree with me that you didn't have time to do the things you wanted to do or needed to do the first three weeks of April or the first three weeks of July. And because you never have time, well, time cannot exist. So the next time someone says to you that they didn't have time, you can reply, of course you didn't. Time doesn't exist. We live in a constant state of too late. It's too late, baby. Think about this. If time ever did exist, it was whisked away by procrastination because everybody knows that procrastination is the thief of time. And so is every other big word.
I never blew. I'm not fretting, I get petting when there's dishes to do. Knives and forks and spoons never hinder. Pots and pans go out of the window. Washing dishes with my sweetie and kitchen sink. Ted Weems. With four minutes to go here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. We read on the internet that as of April 18th, about half of Florida, which is an area including an estimated 10.2 million residents, this area was classified in drought according to the U.S. Drought Monitor Analysis. The worst of the drought, we are told, was a swath of central and southwest Florida, including Tampa, St. Petersburg, Fort Myers, Naples, Melbourne, and other parts of the Orlando metro area. The swamps are drying up in Florida. It's as if they've been drained and the airboats are running aground. But here's the good news. If they can hang on for a hundred or so years, the rising sea level will put more water in those Florida swamps and than they'll ever need. Beautiful music Dangerous rhythm While you're dancing, but there's a rhythm in. 